Welcome to a special Friday release of the Jeff Macalino podcast. Why am I releasing this episode today on Friday? Well, it's a special episode because I'm trying to uh, send you over to watch a comedy special on YouTube by Mr. Sean Murphy, who I uh, talked to um, a couple days prior to the release of his new special. It is guaranteed to be hilarious or your money back. Uh, I'll even give you that money back guarantee mainly because it is free to watch on YouTube. Um, if you purchase it somewhere, I don't know why you spend money on something that's free, but you can talk to Sean about uh, getting your money back if you don't like it in that case. Uh, Sean's a funny guy. We talk uh, about his special. We talk a lot about comedy, as you would imagine. Um, as always, I kind of nerd out and go a little inside baseball with some of this stuff. Um, we talk about it a lot. Anyways, if you've listened this far, I already got credit for you listening to this episode, and I'd love for you to listen to the rest. But feel free to go ahead and click on the link to the special, watch the special, and then if you like it, get to know Sean a little bit better by listening to the podcast, or listen to the podcast, get to know him and like him, and then if his comedy's not as funny, which, again, it will be, I promise, uh, <laughs> at least then you like the guy, and you know, you'll know you maybe give him a sympathy chuckle, right? All right, uh, without further ado, here is me and the very funny Sean Murphy. everyone. I am very pleased to welcome Sean Murphy to the Jeff Macalino podcast. Sean, how are you? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, excited to uh, to chat with you. Um, I, I was watching some of your stand-up that you have on YouTube. Uh, oh, thank and, you. Uh, obviously, we'll dig a lot deeper into this as we, as we talk, but you've got a special coming out on, it's February 11th it's coming out, correct? Yes. Um, when, when is this, when is this dropping? Will it be out already? Um, well, I, I, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm good with whatever. So it's either about to come out or it's already out and, uh, audio, you know, on all the places you get the audio and the videos on YouTube for free, check it out. I've, you know, been working on it a long time, so hopefully it doesn't stink. <laughs> do, do you have a, uh, a title for the special? Yeah, the title is Neil, um, and that relates to a joke in the act. It'll make more sense when you watch it, but uh, yeah, Sean Murphy and Neil, N-E-A-L. Gotcha, and I will, uh, I'll probably put it out, this episode out after that comes out, so I can link it real clean in the show notes. So Perfect. Go, go, go click on that as, as soon as you're done listening to, uh, to us, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or click on it now and come back and listen either way <laughs> yeah well however you want to do it if that's you've fine. listened this long i already got credit for you listening to the podcast so you can go. <laughs> um i uh you you have some stand-up on youtube already little clips and that, mm -hmm. that's that's very funny um and then you also have a podcast and i i I, I, I was debating in my head whether to bring it up or let it go because i'm not sure if the wounds have have healed oh bring it up baby i'm okay uh, the buffalo bills uh yes uh i have a buffalo bills comedy podcast called in the hunt and it's very it's fun it's just like kind of a shoot the shit type podcast that uh you know 
is, you know, we don't know what we're talking about. You know, <laughs> you know, we're just trying to get through the games in hopes they eventually win uh, sometimes. And uh, so that's fun. And yeah, it was a, it was a fun season until the very end, but you know, one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. So if you're going to lose, at least you lose in that type of game, but it is uh yeah, it's, it, you know, it took a night to get over. <laughs> yeah. I had um, I, the game that was most similar to it back. In, I'm a big saints fan back in 2011, they played the 49ers. The saints actually had to overcome a 20, nothing deficit. I think it was. And then in the fourth quarter, it was almost identical, just back and forth touchdowns, just switching the lead. And uh, the Saints lost that one. And I still think that may have been the best Saints team they ever had. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but you know, you got a Super Bowl. Not over. <laughs> <laughs> you got one Super Bowl. That's all that matters. Um, and, you know, now you get to feel what it was like for me in the early 2000s because you might be bad for a while. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But yeah, no, that, that's it's got to be rough being because you were born in Buffalo, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Being a Bills fan. So I'm, I'm imagining you were in your uh, formative years when they were losing those Super Bowls. Yes. They lost four Super Bowls in a row. And I was like, you know, it hardened me to be a comedian because I was like, oh, I, you know, bad sets me nothing now. I know. <laughs> I, I know how to <laughs> get through this. And then, and then they were up and down and then they didn't make the playoffs for 17, 18 straight years, which is insane. Yeah. Um, and now they're finally good, which is fun. Yeah, no, it, it's a fun team to, to watch. And it, it's funny. It, it's, I, I started diving into writing comedy and then I, last year I started doing stand-up. But I don't think I started any of that until the Saints got screwed out of going to the Super Bowl a few years ago. Mm, I remember and this, I'm, yes. My soul just died when, you know, <laughs> the, whole, the whole league is rigged. I've, I've, I've never been the same. And that's when I kind of started going into comedy. So maybe... <laughs> yeah, maybe there's just, something to that. Yeah, despair. <laughs> we're really we're really honing in on stuff here i like this <laughs> if you want to be a comedian go through have your sports teams disappoint you consistently yeah that's uh you know i went through a divorce that didn't drive me to comedy but the saints get <laughs> out of the super bowl that <laughs> but, but the saints did <laughs> yeah yeah it maybe tells me something about myself i didn't realize <laughs> Your, your friends are like, uh, you know, meeting up with you like, uh, man, how are you how are you taking the news? You're like, I don't know. I just I think the Saints, they're kind of rebuilding. They're like, no, we're talking about your divorce. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, that's all right. Uh. I made I made a very insensitive comparison. Um, the uh, I, I went to a wedding uh, the day I think it was the day before the Super Bowl that year that the Saints were supposed to be in. And most people at this wedding knew me mostly because the thing they knew about me most was being a Saints fan. So every single person would come up and, and like pat me on the back and be like, that was rough. I, I feel so bad for you. And, and I, uh, I got very drunk and I think I cried at the end of the night. And someone's like, it's, you got to get over it. I'm like, it's hard to get over it. It's like if you if if somebody you loved got murdered in front of you and for the next two weeks, everyone came and patted you on the back and you reminded <laughs> you about it, you're not going to get over it. And, and again, it was like you're comparing someone you love getting murdered to the Saints. <laughs> it's kind of helpful too once you go through those big heartbreaks in sports as you get older to be like, 
I can't let this consume my life anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like even that playoff game, I was like, you know, I I stared at my phone for like 20 minutes. Maybe I didn't sleep great, but then I'm like, I got to live my, I got things to do. (laughs) I can't be thinking about that game anymore. Well, hey, now I can release my special two days before the Super Bowl and focus solely on the release of it, not on. The, <laughs> not yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's good. That's a silver lining. There you go. <laughs> I was thinking I could could totally ruin your weekend. You, you released a special Friday. You're riding high. The Bills lost the Super Bowl two days later. You'd be like, <sighs> I no joke. I put a, if the Bills were in the Super Bowl, I probably would have said, like, let's just delay it like two more weeks. I, I was actually going to ask you. That. Yeah. <laughs> that's that smart smart thinking um so what got you um oh the other thing i need to point out the youtube video of your acting reel your background <laughs> acting it, i i'm not joking i literally was laughing at it uh, you know usually <laughs> thank you i'm sure you know with comedy you watch you're like oh, that's good that's good don't usually actually laugh when you're watching it by yourself at least yeah, yes, so the, I burst out laughing multiple times. I do a lot of, um, I don't do as much anymore, but especially when I first moved to the city, I, you know, wasn't getting paid as much for comedy. So I was doing these uh, background things and movies and TV shows. And it was, it's kind of fun. And you, when you do it more, you, you get in the union, you get paid a little better. And, and it's, it's just, you know, it's fun to throw on a thing of like, oh, I was in this. Let's see if I could find myself in it. And so it's a, uh, it's kind of fun, but like the thing that always got me is as I met more actors or even comedians that would also do acting, they had these acting reels and they were always very like self-serious, which makes sense. Cause you're not trying to be fun. You're trying to get work as an actor. So I, un- I understood it, but like a lot of them just kind of like blend together and they were, they were very strange to me. So I was like, I was like, it would be funny to do a very self-important kind of acting reel of someone who's like hasn't even got a speaking role yet, (laughs) you know? Um, So that was kind of the idea. And I was, I've always wanted to like, uh, you know, I've told, I have a manager and I've I've been, she's been like, oh, this, you know, they're auditioning people for this part. I'm like, could you send them this acting reel? And and she's like, no, because they're they're not gonna, I'm like, no, but I I could stand out for it. It's kind of funny. And, uh, but I don't think it's ever, uh, other than just me kind of putting it out there as a lark, I don't think it's ever led to anything, but I still, yeah, it makes me laugh too. Yeah, well, I I, I just go around being like, I, I shared the spring with James Spader. I know. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that is the cool thing of like you see these people like, you know, doing this, and you're like, wow, I'm like six feet from Will Smith. That's crazy. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. I I don't. Uh, I, I was actually supposed to today, but they. They, they canceled it. I was actually supposed to be uh, an extra in something they're shooting around here. I was supposed to be a SWAT team guy. Oh, wow. And uh, wow. I'm like, I, I, I've done some minimal acting in front of a camera. I think it would be harder to be a background actor almost. Like, don't look at the camera. Don't look, just act natural. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course, you get a bunch of, like, kind of psychos that think they're, like, you know, the, the Johnny Depp of the background world and be like, dude, you're just... <laughs> no one cares you just do these things they tell you don't try and be too weird and it's fine the daniel day lewis of background actors yeah. i'm i'm become this character <laughs> yep there's a lot of those people there are a God. lot of those people that's i i always think it's like i get it if you're daniel day lewis you know you're you're already there but 
for other people like trying to get into, presumably they're trying to become, you know, a, a, a well-known respected actor being a dick, nobody's going to want to work with you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's, but like, yeah, it's, and, and it's not even necessarily people that are dicks, but just people that are like very self-serious or very much like, yeah, in their own world. Yeah, you that's a lot with, with comedy too, where it's just like, you know, because there, there's no background check to get into the arts. So like, you know, you go to a comedy show, even if it's something above an open mic, you know, just like a regular show, you talk to people, you're like, wow, that person's dumb. That person's cr crazy. That person's a narcissist. You know, like you could, you could kind of just go down the list a little bit sometimes because there's no, you know, HR person. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's, it's funny because uh, I, the open mic I go to, it, it's very much like you've got the people who are kind of dicks. Like I've gotten paid a couple times. So I, one, one guy dismissed me because he opened for Jim Brewer once. And I'm like, you, you don't need to, this is my third time at an open mic, dude. You don't need to be a dick to me. I'm just talking to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Jim Brewer is not blowing my socks off. Is like, oh my God, Jim Brewer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially now when he's gone kind of like he full right wing, which means like when you go that hard politically, a lot of times it's like, you're not even doing jokes anymore. You're just kind right. of like, just weirdly talking to people who agree with you. Right, it, it becomes more of a rally than a, uh, than a comedy routine. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people on, on both sides are kind of, preaching now instead of actually telling jokes yeah which which like you know be what you want to be but if you're doing at the end of the day this is stand-up comedy so like put the joke paramount and then let everything else fall where it may you know like you see most comics for you know 20 to 50 minutes you're kind of gonna get a good feel of them of where they stand on certain issues and et cetera, et cetera. so just let your jokes do the talking yeah, and it's uh, I odd side. Um, my I was on another podcast. I should actually mention that uh, Friends of Zeus podcast. You can check that out. But they asked me on there. They're like, "Who are your top three comedians all time?" I'm like, I hate that question because all time means like I have to include like an old person. Oh yeah, that's interesting. You're almost like yeah, you seem like you seem like kind of a loser if you're not like. Well, Pryor and and Carlin and, uh, you know, like kind of going through those. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I ended up throwing in Robin Williams. I'm like, all right, there's he's old enough. He's he's because everyone says Pryor and Carlin. It's it's like so yeah. I'm just going to leave those two guys out of the conversation. Uh, and then I said, Doug Stanhope. And he kind of gets political, but he has his own unique perspective. Right, and yeah. it's funny and it, it's not uh there's there's nothing wrong with letting people know where you stand on stuff but I, I i just i personally i like when it's like you know you have a joke about it because like you could yeah. go up there and you could talk about you know the military industrial complex that's important but if there's no good punch to it i don't know why you're really talking about it i've got <laughs> I've got a bit I'm working on about the uh, dental uh, industrial complex. <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, that's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if I if I saw if I saw a comic go up there and be like, you know, Sean Murphy's super hot, I'd be like, okay, I you know, I, I like this, but if you don't got a good joke to it, I don't know, you shouldn't talk about it. 
right. I could agree with you, but I don't know why it's, you know, right. why you're I'm bringing not, it up. You're, you're not running for office. You're trying to get laughter. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. And oh, the third one I'll mention, because I know you, uh, you feature for him a lot is Mark Norman. I actually put in my top three. Oh, very good. Good pick. Yeah. Uh, nice guy, great comic. And he's another person that's like, uh, you know, the joke is, is paramount. You know, I love, um, I, I had someone on my podcast who had talked to Mark Norman on his podcast. And he's like, the fascinating thing with his brain is you can tell he is always working material. Like he's mm. a guest on a podcast. He's testing the waters on some jokes. He's like, cause he was on my podcast. I went and saw him that night on stage and he was testing out new stuff that he was kind of working out on the podcast with me. Um, yeah. I, I imagine it's got to be fascinating because I assume just from listening to him, you can always, he's always looking for the next joke, it seems. Um, yeah. And it's, it's the thing too. Like, I like the people that are constantly like, you know, how can I make this joke funnier? What do you think about this line? what do you think about that line? Or the people that's like really working on it. Cause you see a lot of specials now and it, there's people that they're either not that interested in jokes as we've talked about, or it's kind of like, how, how much did you give a shit about this material? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, did you do it thousands of times and really rework and rearrange stuff and really get into the nuts and bolts of it? Cause there are a bunch of people that do that and that's why they're, you know, the best. Um, I'm trying to think of my top three now. I think I would go a tell mm. um, mm. and then maybe, maybe Norm McDonald would be third. Um, I like, I like Mulaney a lot too. Um, Obviously, you know, like Norman's funny, Sam Rill's funny. There's so many great comics out there. Lori Kilmartin, I've been listening to her albums lately. Killer, if you've never listened to her, super funny. Roy Wood Jr. is great. I'm just listening to comics I like now. But like, <laughs> there's um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good uh, good comics out there now. So it's like, yeah, when you see stuff that's like fine or something, you're like, man, you got to bring it. There's people bringing it out there that are working hard, you know? Yeah, and I love. And I'm sure he wasn't the first, but Mark Norman's special on YouTube, I think it seemed from my perspective to open the door because I think Sam Morell released his special on YouTube like a month after Mark did. Yeah, and it's it's a big thing now that I think a lot of people are doing because, I mean, it, it's, it's a thing that maybe inside baseball, but it's the thing that's kind of shocked me of like reality shows are so popular because they're easy, they're cheap. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't even pay these people, which is a whole kind of another issue. But like, you know, like you put on a season of The Bachelor and you pay The Bachelor and then you have travel expenses. But like, you know, 20 or whatever, 20 episodes of The Bachelor is way cheaper than like 20 episodes of a sitcom. Right. And not to mention that people are probably going to watch that show more anyway. So it's like a double win. And comedy is so cheap. And I'm amazed that it's not like, on more streaming all these people are looking for content and it amazes me that like an amazon doesn't step up and be like a new special every friday in right in 2022 you know we're gonna give you because like it's so cheap and people you know like comedy and even like netflix was for a while they're putting out a ton of stuff but even them for the most part, it was huge names. It was Seinfeld, Ellen DeGeneres, and like Chappelle. Ray Romano, and you know, and and you know, a lot of those specials uh, were good. But like, 
you know, instead of paying Jerry Seinfeld 50 million, you could probably spend, you know, 10 million and get 52 specials for that. (laughs) And it just amazes me that no one else has really kind of got into that market. So these comedians are out there trying to sell these specials and no one's really buying them, especially for the mid to low level people. So I think the only, this is the kind of the only way to go, but it seems like, you know, a lot of people like it because it's easy. Everyone knows what YouTube is. Everyone knows, right. everyone has it. Everyone knows how to get it. Um, so it's an easy thing to, to promote too, you know? Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm glad it's going that way because, and I know you're a New York comic, but um, I, I always, as I've started to do things, it's the number one thing is, you know, well, you live in St. Pete, you have to be in LA or New York, or you're never gonna, I'm like, well, why? Yeah, <laughs> we, we and, have a lot and, of comedy clubs around here. Yeah. Like, it's not like I can't get work. I guess if and you want to be a big time, it's different. Yeah. And there's always those things too, where like, I'm a big believer that like, for your first, I would say minimum three to five years, it takes so long to figure out comedy that it's like, you know, be bad in the dark. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't go to LA, New York and figure out how to be funny. Go there when you're funny. Right. You know, like, like I think some of the better comics, obviously not all of them, but a lot of people started in these smaller cities where it's like, I could do more time. I, you know, there's regular people show up to the open mic. It's not all just comics. And there's like, you kind of got the tools to stretch and you could fail in, anonymity so it doesn't really right. doesn't really matter that's what one 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 piece of advice a comic gave me was do not let any of your comedy out uh in your first few years like don't put it on youtube because you think it's funny yes. because yep. you will go back and listen to it and cringe and i'm already like this set was i thought was a killer set there were like 50 people at an open mic and which is big audience for for yeah. this club and i got a lot of laughs and i, I listened to that set and i'm like Ooh, that was rough. I mean, I got the laughs, but it was yeah. not very polished at all. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, I think that's good advice is just, you know, because a lot of people, you know, and you get it, there's a human element to it. You're like, I'm a comedian. You want to promote it. You want people to see you. You want to, the, the pats on the back, but it's, it's like, worry, if you really care about this, worry about getting good first before you worry about promoting yourself, you know? Right. Right. No, that's that's 100 percent, because that's the number one thing people ask me for is, can you send me some of your comedy? I'm like, no, I don't want it getting out there. So I'll, I think I, I cut like a, a minute and a half snippet. I'm like, that's good enough. You can have that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> With uh, uh, your special, where did you I assume you shot it in New York? I shot it in Buffalo, where I'm from. Oh, um, Buffalo. Yeah, because it's kind of my hometown club. And uh yeah, it's just, I, I still kind of know more people out there. So it's easy to get like family out, you know, some friends and, e- and even just like, even if people want to travel to New York, it's like a one hour flight. So it's, you know, um, so yeah, it turned out great the night of, I couldn't ask for anything better. You know, I had a friend open up, um, easy peasy had a good turnout. Um, so I think, it, yeah, I think it came out pretty well. Did you, uh, did you do it twice? I only did it once, which is a little, a little nerve wracking, but my thinking being, I'd rather have one great turnout than two good turnouts. Right. And just, 
you know, worst case scenario, I could have always like been unhappy with it and tried again at a later date or something like that. I, but so I'd rather just get everyone out to one show. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And I, I assume uh, doing it once is also cheaper for you since you're self-producing it basically. Right. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I would, uh, I, obviously I'm, I'm years away from ever considering something like that, but I, I always think like, if I had two, I think I would just, the first one, if I knew there was a second one, I think the first one would suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Interesting. Cause you'd be, you'd have the, uh, the net under the, uh, the rope of, of bets. So yeah. And, and then I mean, knowing the first one sucked, the second one might suck too. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I, uh, I, again, maybe something I don't have to worry about for a long time. If I, if, if I ever come to that, I'll, I'll do a psychological test on myself to see what I need uh, to do. <laughs> speaking. Of, I, I, I just, uh, remember this because I forgot you're in Florida there. Uh, I'm actually featuring for Mark in Tampa in March. Yes. Um, March 10th through the 12th at Side Splitters. I just remembered that. Yes. And I will, uh, not that he needs help, uh, selling tickets, but most <laughs> yeah. of my audience is in the Tampa Bay area. So go, go check it out. Yeah. March uh, 10 through 12 at side, side splitters. Yes. Yes, sir. Gotcha. I did actually have that uh, discussion with a friend when I found out Norman was coming here a few weeks back. So I, I had it on the radar, but that's, that's cool. You're featuring. Uh, so I will, I will try to get out to that for sure. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Yeah. It's a, uh, I do like, I feel like Tampa Bay is a, it's a, a nice secondary com comedy market. Um, I don't know. I, I, it seems like comedians like coming here. Um, mm -hmm. There are a lot of little clubs too. Like I, looking around, it's like uh, the nights I don't have my kids. I know where an open mic is many different places around town. Uh, I right. can never, I, I'm not someone who goes to multiple places in a night though i'm jealous of those comedians I yeah can but you know one. what i i'm always divided on that because there is part of me i i guess in your first couple of years you want to get as much stage time as as quickly as you can so i do get that but there is also a thing where especially in new york i just remember seeing so many comics like doing three minutes at a mic and not going well and me and then seeing them at another mic doing the same three minutes not going well and it'd be like are you, you taking any lessons from this? You know, like, cause at a certain point it's almost better to just do a mic, you know, so sometimes mics are their own animal. You don't want to overanalyze too much where you're going psychotic, but like trying to take the lessons of like, Oh no, when I said that that sounded wrong, or I feel like people weren't with me on this idea. People really like this idea. Maybe I'll write more about like, that's almost more important than, than the reps sometimes. I mean, like I said, there is the exception first when you're early on, you just want to get up and get all the cobwebs off as quickly as you can. But there are some people that I feel like don't take the lessons of getting on stage enough. Right. I, I think that's the finding the right balance is is tough because I'm way too over analytical. I, I, I took a few months off one because uh, the club I like to go to was closed for a couple of weeks. So it was an easy excuse. And I'm like, I'm just going to rework my bits and write, just spend this time writing. Cause I, I listen to my stuff and I'm like, it's too, it's too hacky. And obviously it's hacky. I'm new. I'm, I'm a year in basically. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm a little too hard on myself with that. <laughs> yeah. And there, there's times I think like to, 
I mean, if you have a mic and there's a bunch of regular people at it that aren't comics, because they're a bit better of a gauge, you could kind of get the thing of like, well, if I've done this joke 10 times and it only worked once, it, I should probably get rid of the joke, you know? Whereas like, so I think it's good to a certain extent to be brutal, but also not being so hard on yourself that you're like, well, this got laughs. So this is either good or there's something here. Right, right. That's the... Um... That's the, the lot I need to uh, worry more about the audience as opposed to my own <laughs> idiosyncrasies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. But I, I guess that's the, uh, I, I like to tell people, it's like, I'm not a perfectionist in any way, shape or form, but I'm finding one area where I feel like I am, where it's like, I, I, I don't want to do this if I, I'm sitting down writing the order of my words, because if you say a sentence one way, it's a joke. If you say mix up three words in that sentence, save it in a different order, it's a statement that's not funny. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's like, oh, I need to get these words right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's a, it's a, well, I don't need to tell you, uh, but to the <laughs> listeners who haven't tried it, it's a stress, it's a stressful thing to, uh, to get into. Yeah. But that's a good mindset to have. Like you're rather, if you had to be too much any one way, you'd rather be too tough on yourself than let yourself off the hook too much true yeah that's um that's i at least i found one area where i care enough to, to be part of my podcast it's like eh, some of them are good some of them are okay <laughs> i can always blame the guest if the podcast doesn't go well yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't my fault i'm charming didn't you hear me on this other podcast <laughs> but uh yeah now that's a it's a interesting thing to uh, to dive into um when when did you film the uh the special i filmed it in october october okay it's it's always interesting with some of the specials coming out now you're you're a lot of times questioning what time it was shot like i i don't know if you've seen sam talent's special where i haven't yet no so he shot it in like 11 different clubs across the country so he oh, has bits in different clubs and, and things like that, which is a very interesting uh, way to shoot, you know, different yeah. kind of thing. Uh, you almost feel like you're traveling the country with them. Um, and, and the whole time I'm sitting here, because it came out probably nine months ago. Well, uh, I'm not sure exactly when it came out. Oh, I should know because I had them on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, the whole time I'm sitting there like, was this pre-COVID? Because oh, I haven't seen a mask yet. And yeah, I, I mean, this obviously wasn't shot in a day. You know, this was shot over time. Yeah, uh, and then it, it does, the tail end of it does lead into, you know, clubs starting to get shut down and, and the COVID stuff. Um, but I, I, with a lot of the specials, it's, it's like, was this a pre-COVID thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's... Um, and Sam Morell did, he did a rooftop special, didn't he? During the, he did the yeah. height of the pandemic. Yeah. He's a, he's a killer. Just great jokes. Um, yeah. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's another one who seems like he is probably constantly thinking of the next joke or how to make anything that happens in his life funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, again, my friends, oftentimes would think I'm very strange because something will happen and I'll be like, hold on, I got to write this down on my phone. So I don't forget this funny bit. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good way to, to do it. Cause there's a lot of things, you know, they don't always translate, but so often 
in a day, you'll laugh at stuff or you'll make people laugh and you'll be like, well, I might be able to translate that into something. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's hit or miss. Sometimes the jokes, yeah. your jokes, you tell your friends sometimes aren't jokes. You can get away with one a hundred percent. I, I twisted, I twisted one joke I made this joke on a podcast and I said it on stage once and it, it got laughs. I might, I might edit it out, but the premise was I was talking about my son being like a mini me. And the thing he wanted most was a whiteboard with magnets so he could do the Saints depth chart. Oh, cool. He's a super nerd. And I'm like, you know, the, the, the sad thing is those, those whiteboards are super expensive. I should have convinced them to get a blackboard. They're only three fifths as much. Mm. and uh that's somebody's like that's kind of racist i'm like no it's not it's making fun of america <laughs> i'm not saying there were three fifths well, as well, much well, well, that's always <laughs> the interesting things with those jokes and you'll almost like learn as you go on is like sometimes you're like well this comes from a place because i'm making fun of this thing actually but right. the other you I'm not saying you specifically, but like a lot of people, right. when you start off early, you don't necessarily have the skills to highlight that. So like people hear it and they go like, oh, that guy is saying something fucked up. And you don't have the skills to be like, no, I'm, 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 I'm actually trying to highlight this thing, you know, right. like where we're like, hypothetically, maybe two years from now, you do a version of that joke and it has the right words in it to make it be more on america where people go ah okay do you know what i'm saying right, right. yeah it's all in the uh that's one where uh, it's like i need to take that out of the rotation for now and work i need to build into it better and then i need to uh, to hit a couple punchlines afterwards to make sure it's clear that i'm not just throwing racism in my <laughs> <laughs> right yeah right because that that's always the thing is like we so many people are take you know are watching the the set that it's like you got to be mindful of like like i always say like a, a great piece of advice that i've gotten is like so you have jokes with race in it if you could do a room that's like all black people you know and you tell the joke and they like it then you go like okay i have some like it's it's almost like you want to get everyone on board with the perspective you know like like even just something simple like if you had a joke uh, that was, you know, anti-bald people. And you went to a, a, a bald people, not anti-bald people, it was making fun of bald people right. or something like that. <laughs> and you went to like a bald person's convention and they, you told the joke and they were dying. You'd go like, okay, well, if, if they're laughing at this, then, you know, like, or even you, maybe you tell the joke and it doesn't do well. And then afterwards, someone goes like, well, we didn't laugh because this and this and they go oh maybe i can add that into the joke and then the joke's better because it's encompassing all these different perspectives of this thing you know right no that makes a lot of sense that's uh because I, th I think especially a lot of comics and not even early comics a lot of you see this a lot now just comics in general they get very defensive they're like how dare you not like my joke but it's like one there's just you know millions of people someone's not gonna like your joke but two also like it's always good to listen to criticism because then you could bake that into the joke. It can make your joke better. Right. Right. That's, and I, that's the, uh, that's the part where being a, a comedy nerd comes in handy. Cause I love to do, I love to, you know, give me feedback on this joke or, mm. you know, and that 
I, there's not uh, uh, actually the one of the open mic comics who had a good bit was you know again some of them are very nice want to will sit down and talk with you for hours some of them this guy got really um i complimented him on his joke that he did about i don't even remember what it was and i i uh i was i was going to offer him a, a suggestion but i didn't even get to that because he almost immediately is like yeah i don't i don't care I'm like all right that's you're gonna go big places i'm sure <laughs> funny but in general i do think uh and you could probably correct me on this the one thing i do love about comedy the comedy world so the reason i even actually started to do it is i wanted to write uh tv and, and movie screenplays uh and I, mm -hmm. everything i write goes in the dark comedy direction mm -hmm. and uh first person i i reached out when i first finished it it was very dark and not very funny so, so kind of not what I was no. going for. <laughs> the first time you're doing anything, it's not. The first time you throw a football, it's not. You're not throwing an 80-yard laser beam, you know? Yeah. Well, although first time I went axe throwing this past weekend, I killed everyone. <laughs> I, okay. Some wrong, exception. Wrong word to use. <laughs> I did not kill anyone. I beat everyone at axe throwing. <laughs> but um, the first, so I, on a whim, I emailed Doug Stanhope and asked him if he had any advice on how to do it. And he, his main advice was just, just finish it, get it done. And then, you know, that's, that's by itself an accomplishment. Well, I always think it seems oversimplified, but the best advice, especially for artistic endeavors is to just do it mm -hmm. because when you do the thing, you'll, as you go, you'll just realize so much thing. Like you'll, you know, you do comedy and you go, oh, okay. This was kind of good. This was kind of, okay. Don't do this do you know do, like it's kind of like just with anything it seems very like a a no-brainer thing but like you know it, it doesn't mean if someone does comedy a thousand times they're going to be good but they will be better than the first time they did it you know so right. like you you will get better you will learn stuff and you'll find out do I like this do I not like this is this for me how good am I getting you know like it, you just got to do it yeah and you just gotta write and make mistakes and then you know get better from there yeah and one i forget which comedian because I, I it's it's interesting that um i feel like this is the only field where you can actually reach out to people who have some fame and they'll actually take the time to respond again doug stanhope i don't know why he even bothers responding to emails yeah, but that's he, very nice he does and uh, another comedian I reached out to was just like, I don't know a single funny comedy writer who doesn't do stand-up. And he's like, you don't need to make a career out of it, but go on stage. You have to find something funny or it's going to be really painful for you. <laughs> yeah, and then you can utilize that in your writing. And I, I do think that was that actually was the biggest shift in my writing was writing stand-up and then just it opened different ways to work little jokes into the, the writing that I just didn't have a path for yeah before. very interesting yeah i like that that makes sense yeah it's a, a and and i do love the for the most part it seems like comedy is a very supportive group of people um yeah yeah i think that i think that's true like i've i mean like in anything there's people where i've met i'm like that guy seems like he might be kind of a dick and that kind of, but like yeah it always amazes me how kind of just nice or or at least or at least like like not a dick 
most comics are even on varying levels sometimes it's almost as you were joking about those open mics sometimes it's almost like the lower level people who just kind of are so desperate for the status that end up being more of the dick than the mid-level or higher people right right and it's uh it's it's almost like uh everyone starts at the bottom minus the you know there's obviously yeah. some people who are celebrities who then do stand up as kind of a you know a second act later in life that maybe may or may not be considered actual stand-up more of here's a famous guy talking on stage but anyone who's gone up through stand-up everyone started on the bottom so i think there's a le level yeah. of sympathy where and, and not only started on the bottom but was probably on the bottom for a while like some yeah. actors you know maybe they get their big break when they're 19 or maybe you know they they spend a couple of years but like there are a, a bunch of comics out there that are like in the muck for, you know, three to 14 years <laughs> and kind of really, yeah, really have a uh, sympathy, know, know what it's like. Yeah. And that's, uh, I, I, I do, I do love that. And that's, uh, you know, always in my mind, it's like, well, when I make it big, I'll make sure to be nice to the little guy too. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is, um, yeah, it's it's a fun community to uh, to be a part of, even in my early stages. Again, yeah. I, I, I've I've said to uh, it, you coming on this podcast and Sam Talent coming on the podcast and people who are like, hey, these guys don't need to waste their time coming on this open micers podcast. Mm -hmm. But again, it's still uh, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> And, and the one thing too, I always liked about the community is just coming from, you know, coming from Buffalo, but a little bit of like kind of the suburbs area is like when you're thrown into comedy, especially me as like when I started when I was like 19 or 20, I just thought it was so good that you, in a perfect world, in a perfect scene, you're just flooded with different perspectives where you go, where you're like, oh, you know, that's... Uh, it's you know a lesbian followed by an asian guy followed by you know a guy from the suburbs uh, a white guy from the suburbs uh, a, a short person from the from the city and like and it's just all kind of all these different perspectives within these groups hitting at you at once and you're kind of like oh i never thought about it that way Oh, that's an issue. Oh, oh, they, they like this joke or they, you know, they gave me this tag for this joke and that's an intro that makes this joke that like, and you're just kind of really thrust into different kind of societies, which a lot of people, I mean, the thing, as you know, as you get older, most people, it's like they have the high school friends, they have their college friends, they have their work friends. And then maybe if they have kids, they have the friends that they you know because their kids go to the same school but a lot of people right. they don't really branch out that much and if you're a comedian and you you let yourself kind of you know be a part of those communities it's just great to you know be thrown into the mix with so many different people that you're like oh, i would have never met all these people or heard these ideas in this way right. It's a, somebody said once that a group of comedians you've got like the greatest thinkers in the world if you if you if you look at it because you've got people who like to break down the minutiae of daily life and i i think their solution was we could fix the whole all the world's problems if you just put a bunch of comedians in a room together and told them to figure out the the solution i'm like yeah well, or 
you know. <laughs> I've also met a lot of dumb comedians. Let's not go too crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, half of them we stoned drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, it is interesting to, uh, that, that is a uh, learning different perspectives of, uh, kind of even what you said earlier too, learning the audience perspective. I still, one of my, uh, I was doing a bit on, on my drinking habits and I was talking about the amount I drink and somebody in the audience is like, he measures in liters, <laughs> which <laughs> I guess normal people measure in ounces or in number right. of drinks. And I'm like, I drank, I drank three of these. So that's how many liters? <laughs> it's like, ah, maybe, I don't know if I should change that or emphasize the fact that I measure my alcohol intake in liters instead of normal measurement. <laughs> right, right, right. But it, to me, it was just, that's the way I've always done it because I'm a heavy drinker, mm -hmm. but uh, it, it's abnormal, which, you know, I, again, I, I, I love when people point out those little differences, like, hey, you're kind of thinking about this a, a different way. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, um, sorry, there was a, possibly an accident outside my window oh, <laughs> that distracted no me uh so sorry <laughs> uh lost my train of thought um so the uh what uh going into this uh special uh neil that's mm -hmm. uh that's let's say it's already out when you're listening to this listener uh <laughs> what uh what kind of gave you the the spark to say yeah you know what i'm i'm gonna go ahead and record this and and I'm sure you tried to shop it around and then, but you probably knew yeah. most likely I'm, I'm just going to put this on YouTube. What yeah, was, was kind of, it, it was just time, you know, I had the, uh, there's a record label helium comedy. There's a, there's a chain of them around the country. They started their own label and they're like, Oh, we could, you know, get you a, a, a bump to, you know, get on serious and, you know, get some of this stuff in terms of the audio portion and then we'll film you. And then you could just have that and, you know, either shop it or just, uh, uh, put it on YouTube and it was so it was like that was right and it was just I've been doing comedy a long time so I was like starting to move on from this hour already so it was almost like juggling too much material where I was like all right let's get this place a home and then I could kind of start fresh a little bit more with some of the newer stuff gotcha how how long uh do you this this hour I assume it's an hour um this this hour how long would you say you've been working that material to get it to that point i mean off and on so i've been doing comedy like maybe like oh god 16 17 years somewhere around there so like you know within that but then there's also you know like the past couple years i've been doing a bunch of new stuff you know i don't know how much you count the first couple years you know so like it's tough to say but it's like you know stuff i've been working on for definitely a, a bunch of chunky years you know how long do you think this is always my interesting thought um how long do you think before your next hour is ready like hey so i so i I've probably kind of, get where I've i'm been, going with <laughs> yeah i've been lucky because i've had a bit of a head start especially in the sense with covid because i was supposed to record before covid and mm. then so i i kind of got like another year to write stuff um you know, I, I did a couple headlining stuff recently and it was like maybe 50, 50, 60, 40 new. So like it is, you know, slowly getting there. Um, so we'll see. I mean, in a, in a perfect world, maybe another two years, I do 
another one, but I, I, I always like the idea too, of like trying to have to be ahead of the game a little bit of like the, the thing comes out and then you, you got at least another 20 minutes after that ready to go. So at least if people see, uh, yeah, there's some old stuff in there, but you're already kind of got, you know, a good handful of new. Gotcha. Yeah. My, my, a lot of times I always wonder with, uh, you know, the first one, a lot of times for comedians, they'll say it took five years or, or more yeah. to actually get that hour. And it's like, is it going to take you another five years to do a second hour? Because that seems painful, but it never, it never seems like it does if they, yeah, the yeah, ones you it, put out a second hour, I guess. Yeah. And like, I am, I'm very interested now in the next couple of years, what will happen? Because you've seen a lot of people, the new thing is shorter special specials, like Aziz special just came out on Netflix. It's 30 minutes. And, and you do, when I talk to people, they're like, Oh, it's 30 minutes. I might check that out. You know? So like, so like, it's interesting now. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if in the next couple of years, you'll see people put out more thirties more often, like instead of doing an hour, every two to three years, maybe it's 30 minutes every year and a half, you know? Um, so you get more content out more often and people are more likely to watch it because it's shorter. So I wonder if that's the new thing going forward, but it, it makes sense. And I know Netflix, I, they did that with Mark. Uh, yeah. They have the 30 he, minutes. He has a 30 minutes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the standups. And um, I, I like that. I mean, it, it does make it very digestible to get, I mean, you can watch five or six comics, whatever it is kind of in one sitting because it's yeah. 30 minutes at a time. And uh, for someone who, I guess it, it's an interesting thought because I, I would think like a, a Mike Birbiglia would not do well in 30 minutes. I think he'd need an hour because he's just yeah. different the way he does his comedy. It's um, interesting, but there's, I mean, someone who's been doing comedy a while, like if you go back and listen to Two Drink Mike, his first album, he's like, I don't want to say like a tell like, but he's way different than he is now. He's joke, 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 joke. And now it's like a little more story base mm-hmm. whereas like you never know because different people sometimes different people have different like they're in different areas in their life I don't know that he's someone that will ever go back to you know that kind of format it'd be interesting to see him do it because I think he's talented enough that he could but like yeah he's someone that it almost I feel like gets more of a kick of doing the kind of longer form stuff right now right right that's a and again a guy who's more of a a pure joke teller who doesn't really do a, a whole lot of stories. Um, I'd say like Mark or like Sam Morell, I think is, you know, I, he does some stories, but he, he's got a lot of good, great one-liners too. Right. Um, those guys are funny in five minutes. They can be funny in 30 minutes. They can be funny in an hour. Yeah. Um, so whatever is most digestible to the consumer, I guess, is probably, you know, I, I, I don't, I never get sick of, uh, watching stand-up comedy so there is a the common man i wonder if it's like all right we get it we get it with 20 30 minutes i'm good i'll I'll move on yeah that is that is interesting i wonder yeah i I, i'm interested to see what happens kind of going forward in the next couple years if there if the hours will be reserved for people that are either old school and love the hour or the people that are more longer form that's like this makes sense in more of an hour type thing you know, you'll probably be able to get some insight, I would guess, on YouTube after a little bit of time to see 
when yeah. I mean, you know, there's going to be a drop off in listenership at totally. some point, inevitably. Although I do wonder, you know, because I'm I'm guilty of this, especially with like watching podcasts that are on YouTube. It's like I'll watch 20, 30 minutes and then I have to, you know, go run, do something. And I'll pick it up. So I wonder yeah. how they track that. Um, I don't know. It could 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 show you something potentially if there's a drop yeah, off. I agree. At a like if you point. Get, if you get the numbers back and you're like, you know, a bunch of people click it off at the 20 to 30, 20 to 40 minute range. It's just like, well, what am I doing? if half the people aren't even seeing that at last 20 anyway. Right. And, and the interesting thing would be your part of you might be like, all right, well, this is an audience trend. So let's shoot, let's shoot to make them shorter in the future. Or part of you is probably going to be like, what was I talking about at this? Did this make people turn it off? Yeah, 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 exactly. That's, that's always my, uh, I, I forget who I, I don't do this often, but I, somebody's comedy was just, you know i i don't even remember what they were talking about but it was like 15 minutes going on about how they hate this person in the government and that mm -hmm. you know it's like it's really making fun of donald trump is kind of low-hanging fruit at this point isn't it mm -hmm. <laughs> like it almost yeah. all the jokes well, well, that, that's why you you love like you know shane gillis has a great trump joke john mulaney has a great trump joke and it's so it's like i always it's like you can do it, but it's one of those things of like, you got to, you, you know, good comics do it well, yeah. bad comics do it poorly. You know, it's almost just like anything else. It's like every, cause if you think about it, like you could, I mean, obviously Trump is more specific than something like uh, sex or like, you know, so, you know, but like, there's so many subjects that it's like, oh, people have talked about this endlessly, but what is this person's kind of take on this? Is it interesting? Is it different? Is it like, you know, so that that's a lot of times where you find the the gold. Yeah, well, and that's that is one of the um, one of the things I struggle with is partially because I watch so much stand up. I'll I'll look at it and I'll I'll be like, ah, uh, he's kind of got a similar premise, so I don't know if I should. And, and another comedian's like, it, there's only so many premises in the yes. world. As long as you tell your story on that premise, yep. You're not stealing any jokes. Ninety-eight <laughs> percent of the time, comics worry too much about that. You know, it's yes. just like you you just tell the joke, and you know, uh, unless it's like very similar, which which does happen sometimes. You're like, wow, that joke is super similar. You know, they have it on TV. I'm just not gonna gonna do it. But like ninety-eight percent of the time, I mean, uh, there was a uh, recently there is I got a a buddy was like, man, you have this joke that sounds exactly like this other comics joke. And I, it was kind of thing of like, I don't know. Well, I, I've never seen him do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I came, I, I remember where I was when I came up with this joke and you know, I, it's fine. No, you know, the, the comedy cops aren't going to take us to court and litigate the thing. You know, it, a lot of times I feel like it's overblown. Yeah. That's uh I, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten a better sense of that as I've gone on, because it's like I'm making a joke about a dick. Every comedian's made a joke about their dick. Yeah. As long as I'm talking about my own unit, yep. I'm not stealing it from anyone else. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, I've I've gotten a little less in my head about that, but it's still in the back of in the back of my yeah. mind when I hear some like, you know, again, it's I that's 
frankly, I try to avoid doing the, the masturbation type jokes just because it's like, I'm sure somebody has similar stories to yeah, me. I mean, it's, it's good. To, it's good to always, of course, try and be as unique as you can. And like, if there's anything that's too similar, well, sometimes it's, especially in the early days, it's good to be like, well, I'll drop it and, you know, pushes me to, you know, keep writing and writing more unique and writing better. But I just think there are a lot of times that people have just like, Oh, dude, you have a joke about McDonald's? Did you hear what you call it? It's like, I, I, I yeah. talked about McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's okay, you know. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a fun world to uh, to be a part of, um, and uh, I'm very excited to watch your special. Uh, I again will link it in the show notes. Go check it out, uh, and. Uh, while you're on his uh, YouTube page, go check out the acting reel as well. <laughs> it, it, uh, I, I, I'm going to probably watch that like 15 times over the next few <laughs> weeks, just because it, I've watched it twice and I kept laughing the whole time. So it, thanks man. Appreciate it works. It. I don't mind repeating, watching things over again. If they make me laugh every time. <laughs> Great. Love it. So check out Sean Murphy's special on YouTube. And, uh, if you're in my area, uh, check him uh, featuring for Mark Norman uh, March 10th through 12th at uh, Side Splitters in Tampa. Uh, Sean, uh, anywhere else you want people to go, or did I um, do no, I mean, if you want to see, yeah, you can you can check out the website. I put all my dates up there. I, you know, I'm in New York City, uh, comedy seller. I do a monthly show in New York Comedy Club. But let's see, I'm going to be in in Raleigh and Indy and Austin and Dallas and. Uh, couple other places um and yeah bill's podcast if that's your thing if not i totally get it but otherwise yeah check out that special that would mean a lot and uh thank you for having me yeah absolutely thank you sean thank you folks that was it that was the episode thank you so much to sean murphy again go check out his special on youtube the link is below um you know his uh check out his acting reel too it's on his uh youtube channel subscribe to his youtube channel too and maybe you'll you'll get some more little bits uh on there because he's got a couple of comedy uh things on there as well very funny guy uh i'm uh, very thankful that he joined me and uh, uh, next month I hopefully can uh, see him at side splitters with Mr. Mark Normand. Um, check out, uh, I, I did a podcast uh, called Friends of Zeus. I mentioned it in uh, this episode. Check that out. That's on YouTube. Um, I drank for about three and a half hours prior to that podcast. Uh, podcast and uh i think it came out great uh also the um if you guys have seen that land air and sea thing with mcdonald's where they have a it's advertised as a big mac a mcchicken and a filet of fish like all mushed together well i got that and i showed them what it looked like so you can see the video uh, of that uh spoiler alert it's highly disappointing because it doesn't come as one sandwich. It comes as three individual sandwiches, and you have to put them together yourself. 
Uh, hey, Monday, Valentine's Day, special episode coming out uh, that uh, I did with a good buddy of mine, uh, where we talk about a handful of Valentine's Day fail stories that uh, were submitted or uh, happened to my buddy, a couple of them. Uh, so check that out. So uh, especially if you're single, you can laugh at other people's misfortune. You know, sometimes it's better to be single on Valentine's Day. Not that I have a choice in the matter. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, follow me. Check me out. Rate me. Five stars on Apple and Spotify. Uh, ten stars on IMDb. Subscribe to the YouTube. By the way, I put up a YouTube video. If you can't figure out how to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, go to the YouTube. I was drunk and holding the phone in front of my laptop camera, but I think it's good enough for instructions. And same for IMDb. Uh, just remember, give me 10 stars on IMDb. The most stars. You know, if a website comes out and it's like one out of seven stars, give me seven stars. You know, whatever number you want. Uh, but the highest one is preferred for me. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, check out that special by Sean Murphy, Neil, and uh, enjoy your uh, enjoy your weekend.